It's Honey, the podcast. Hey, honeybees, it's Tiffany and Allison back for another episode of the Sweetest Honey podcast. Hey, guys. <laughs> she just likes to switch it up. She likes to keep you guys guessing about when she's going to when she's going to come on and greet, greet you all. When I'm going to pop in. Yeah. And be like, hey, what's up? Yep. What up? It, that's exactly what I sound like. Do it again. What up? No. What up? I feel like that's what I did. Totally. For <laughs> sure. We hope that you guys are having a great week. We have been having a pretty good week so far. So anything new on your end, babe? No. I've rediscovered my love for Reese's uh, peanut butter cups. Other than that, yeah, Halloween candy, the worst. We've been cracked out on Reese's peanut butter cups. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you started it. Like, I can't even take the... Yeah, I just brought up. A- a whole bag home. <laughs> and she was like, I brought me Reese's and then you can have these dum-dums if you want them, but these Reese's off of me. I said, but can I have one? And you said, of course you can. But only one. <laughs> I feel like I didn't add it that in, but I, feel I was it probably... Was implied. It's yeah, okay. I was probably thinking. I'm it. aware of like the time yeah. of month that it is. Like, I, I know, I know. When you mm. start to get the hankering for a whole bunch of sweet shit, it's coming. I just want to eat snacks. Yes, like for every meal and it confuses you every food. time you'll be like what do you want to eat you're like i don't know nothing sounds good everything sounds terrible but i'll just eat some chips <laughs> i like chips you do especially like a good like three days out of the month which Truth. is like it's coming so besides that what's our uh episode about today um thank you for asking me what's new with me um oh yeah rude. what's new with you babe i'll be doing these segues thank you very much <laughs> see this is why this is why i shouldn't no but like the one time i try it's okay uh, Most, you're doing great i'm gonna sit back down you're doing great we were sitting the whole time <laughs> uh but i mean nothing's really new with me other than our little nephew puppy is gone and i'm so sad about it yeah our really good friends we watched their yorkie for them for about a week while they were traveling and uh we had their yorkie who's nine and he is the cutest tiniest little yorkie i've ever seen in my whole entire he's so yeah cute. He's uh, so we're not cute. gonna tell you his actual name but his um name to us is the baby yeah the baby that that baby the baby i love him so much mm. yeah um, i miss him i feel very sad y'all she <laughs> showed me an entire slideshow of pictures on her phone while singing what song was it it's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye <laughs> to yesterday get it babe I was very sad that yeah. I had to say goodbye to that baby because yeah, he is just sweet. so cute. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> so heartbreak is new for me. Thank you mm. so much for being sensitive to that wife. <laughs> um, I'm sad he's gone, too. <laughs> well, you didn't say that when I asked you what was new with you. And then you just wanted to speed by it. And I felt like I needed to address it. Oh, my bad. Because my heart is broken. So, yes, we did have five dogs at our house for about a week. And he fits in with our pack. He's been here before. They're familiar with each other. You know, it's it's fine. Um, but, of course, when it's somebody else, especially if they've got, like, a separation anxiety, I try to give them a little extra love while I have them or whatever. So, I'm taking it kind of hard, you guys, but it's fine. <laughs> okay, so back to Allison's original question. Um, Allison has recently met a new person in a professional space that had some pretty interesting questions um and we were just like maybe this is not the most appropriate uh place for us to discuss these questions or address these questions and I was like babe why don't you have this person like send an email with these questions so we can do like a one-time if you agree with these things you can send whomever is asking you these questions if you are a lesbian identified person and you agree with our take on these things and it can be kind of like the weird questions that a lot of people that don't really know have and I was like and we can address those things and that person can have answers and a lot of our straighter or straight identified audience can have answers to those questions too yeah because before I realized I was a part of the LGBTQIA plus uh, add whatever letter you would like to the community you know i 
I had these very similar questions. So did you? I not quite as extensive as this, but uh, but yeah, I had some questions and stuff too. I didn't really understand how it all worked, and um, yeah. So okay, so I guess we'll just kind of take turns asking the questions, okay. and then just go from there. We'll see how it happens. You know, I tend to okay. take over, so whatever. <laughs> That's um, fine. <laughs> so the first question is. Do you ever look at a man and find him attractive? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, that was answering for myself. That's okay. So, yeah, I can still, I still think that men are extremely attractive, yeah. certain ones. Yeah. Uh, just based off of looks alone or mm-hmm. even personality wise, they can become attractive as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't, does that mean that I want to marry one or have sex with one? Uh, no, but I can appreciate how beautiful this person is. True. Whether it be inside or outside. Yes. <laughs> I was like, inside or outside? Gotcha. Outside or I'm inside. I'm being slow, not you. It's it's fine. I was like, did I say it wrong? No, you did not. It was 100% <laughs> me. You're fine. It's been a long day. Yeah. And I agree. Like, I can definitely look at a man, see that he is attractive, acknowledge that he is attractive or that he smells good. I will oftentimes tell men that, you know, I think that they're human and they like compliments just like mm-hmm. anybody else does. It's like, oh, you, no, think, they do. you think I'm pretty? Oh, that's yeah. great. Your hair looks so nice today. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Or, you um, get a new haircut. I'll tell my male coworkers, I'll be like, dude, you smell good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you wearing? And I make sure I add the dude so they know that it's friendly and right. not flirting or mine is just always oh my god you look so handsome what are you doing you look so cute come here what are you wearing what are you doing but you know that's just if you've met me that is me in a nutshell come here let me give you a kiss on the cheek or on the head if you are bald oh my god please let me kiss your bald head yeah Hmm, especially if you smell really good oh my gosh it's my favorite uh (laughs) but yeah that i i agree like men I think that men are beautiful. Like my sexual identity to me does not mean that I hate men. It doesn't right. mean that, you know, I am more lesbian identified and I tie more of my sexuality into um, a lot of other facets. Like I feel like I'm I'm like a little like demisexual. Is that when you have to have like a connection, like an, like an intellectual connection in order to be like, I think that's what it is. You're probably right. I just don't I know. I could be wrong. I don't know. The but... reason she's clarifying is because I was giving her a look like, uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh... But like more of an emotional connection. And I've only mm. ever experienced that emotional or intellectual connection with women. Um, I gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to the next one. Okay. So this one makes me laugh and it kind of ties back to what you were talking about in the introduction. So question is, do your periods sync with your significant others? No. No, sometimes it'll line up, but usually no. Mine comes pretty much like clockwork. My cycle is between 27 and 30 days consistently, has Mm. been for years, usually last six days. I always know when I'm seven to 10 days out based on my mood, the way that my body feels, all of that. I am super in tune with that time of month for me. Yeah, I'm not. No. Uh, I forget (laughs) that it's coming every time. Every month. And I'll be like, why am I crying at this envelope commercial? Mm -hmm. I don't... Usually has dogs in it, though. Yeah. And then... Or (laughs) or craving something. And then you'll be like, babe, when's your period supposed to start? And you'll be like, I don't know. And I'll be like, probably... (laughs) I think in like two weeks. (laughs) You said that yesterday, and I was just like, you don't have as much time as you think you have left. Pull it up on your app. And she was like, oh, no, it's six days. And I was like, "Mm -hmm." my bad. So I know it every time. It's always the snacks that give it away. It's always the lack of appetite. You're always very tired. Yeah. And then... Like some, like some of your, your, you, you get achy, like your body aches in some ways. And Mm -hmm. then when you, I notice you talking about those things, I'm like, oh, it's time. Mm. Next question is how did you come out to your parents? Give us the short version. Oh, um, so I asked my mom if she would help me help teach me how to cook because growing up, and this was like when I I was in college. So growing up, um, we were too busy for her to teach me that because we were doing stuff. Mm -hmm. So um she was like hey do you want to you want me to teach you how to cook this meal and I was like yeah that'd be great well she I'd been asking her about moving and talking to her about moving into an apartment um instead of staying in the dorms and uh I was moving in with two of my sorority sisters and one was my girlfriend 
hadn't told my mom any of this, so she basically was like, um, what's your relationship? I probably don't want to know the answer to this, but what's the relationship, your relationship with those girls that you're wanting to move in with? And I told her, and that's how it happened. I, uh, was kind of shoved out of the closet and (laughs) I didn't have the opportunity to come out. So see, and then I never felt like I was like in the closet. Like I've always known that I I thought I identified as bi for Mm -hmm. even before it was a thing. I was like, Oh, I want to hold little boys hands and I want to hold little girls hands. And I remember that as early as five or six. I've always had crushes on girls, like whatever. But growing up, I didn't really have like there weren't really very many like out girls that I was attracted mm-hmm. to or anything like that. So it just I just dated guys. They were the easy option. It wasn't really a big deal, whatever. Um, and the older I got, I always felt like something was missing. Mm-hmm. So Allison, like Allison was actually the first and only woman that I had mm-hmm. I had ever brought home um, to my family or anything like that. And when we were dating early on, we had decided we were just like, you're not going to be a secret. Like you deserve to like be shown off and you're somebody that I'm proud of and proud to be with. I don't ever want you to second guess your worth. And I was just like, oh, well, I guess here we go. <laughs> so I called my mom like we had been talking. This is when we were still really, really cl- well, closer. Um, and we were talking about dating and she asked if I had been seeing anybody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, kind of, sort of, whatever. Brushed it off, changed the subject, moved on. And then a couple days later, I was driving back to Huntsville from Birmingham. And I was talking to my mom as I would do like on some of the rides. It's like an hour and a half, two hour drive. And I said, well, mom, do you remember the other day when you asked if I was seeing anybody? And she goes, yeah. And I said, I am seeing somebody, but it's not a guy. And so we talked about that for a while. And her response to that was fine. Um, It was interesting because she was pretty chill with it at mm-hmm. first. And then it was like kind of the nuances in coming to terms with that for her yeah. took her some time. Yeah. But the thing I feel like that laid the foundation for that when I was pregnant um, for the child via surrogacy, she had said to me, she was just like, you, there's nothing else that you can say to me anymore that will surprise me. You could tell me that you were gay and it wouldn't surprise me. So that was been in the back of my I mind. Gotcha. Cause by the time you and I met, she was what f- three or four on the four, four-ish. Yeah. The the little girl. Yes. Okay. Three. Three. It's math, y'all. I don't, I'm, I'm not in the mood. But like, th- I think she was three because she'll be six. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. She was three. So she was three. And yeah, so that was always kind of in the back of my head. And then Allison and I met and decided that that was it. So that was there how I came out. All right. Okay, what does being a lesbian mean to you and how do you define the love that you have to minorities? So I will just interject here and say this person I know is a person of color and maybe I'm thinking that their upbringing was similar to mine or at least their family dynamic was similar. So it sounds like a two-part question. What does being a lesbian mean to you and how would you define the love that you have maybe to other people of color? And I'm happy to address my take say, on the second I, part of it. I don't think that I can speak to the second part okay, of it. Okay, so answer the first part. But the first part, um, that means to me loving a woman, whether it be um, cisgender or transgender. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my mind, that's that's what it is. And choosing to have like m- the majority of your relationships as lesbian. Okay. Like as woman, same sex. Yes. That was okay. really hard. I gotcha. <laughs> um, okay. And I, I think that I would say like the same, like, okay. it's just like, I'm just a woman that likes other women, a lesbian, lesbian or queer feel yeah. like good labels for gotcha. me. Like I'm not somebody that's like adverse to labels. Like I don't mind labels. I think that labels help people understand things better. Yeah. Um, and I think that when you leave too much gray, that really throws people the fuck off because they're just like, I don't, I don't know. And then I feel like it also takes away their ability to be able to ask like yeah. everybody just being like, I'm just queer, whatever, look it up. And I'm just like, people have questions. They don't know. Yeah. They just got okay with like, okay, lesbian. Everybody's not a bulldagger. Right. Like, got it. Like lesbian. <laughs> and then there's different kinds of lesbians. Yeah. Okay. Gay. And then there's different kinds of gay men. Okay. Right. Like, so for yeah. me, I only speak for myself, but that's what feels good to me and it just means like I'm a woman that likes other women yeah I got you on that uh the only thing that I would say that I identify with or would add to my personable personal Mm -hmm. (laughs) personable personal uh label I Mm -hmm. guess 
is that um, I would be interested in the two subsets of women I already uh, described, but I would also, I feel like I would date a transgender man uh, okay. and like find them attractive as well. Hmm. But Why? not, um, cause a lot of the times they feel, um, a little bit softer, like not physically or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What I mean is like, they haven't been taught to be like this manly man their whole life. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, I feel like would fit better with my personality. So in your experience, you feel like it's less, you would encounter less toxic masculinity yes. in, within the trans community. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you for verbalizing that sure, in a better no way. No worries. I got you. And would agree. I think like trans men are hot. Trans people yeah. are hot. Um, but even like our like closest trans friend, I think he is so cute. It makes me want to punch him in the face. I think he is the freaking cutest. He is adorable and yes. I love him so yes, much. Yes, and yes. I just want to give him all of the hugs yes. and the best things in life. He's so cute. But um, what about the se- the second half of that? How would you define the love you have to minorities? So the love that I have to minorities, I feel like just the same way. I feel like <sighs> a lot of the growth um, that I have gone through has a lot to do with kind of um, my upbringing and things that I've been kind of conditioned or beliefs that are like indoctrinated um, in me by like being a black person. Um, that it's just like, I just love somebody else. And then even for a minority, just bringing it up, it's just like, if they were just like, well, when did you decide like the choice thing? And in order to take that out, my only argument is when did you decide that you were straight? Yeah. And then if they can't answer that for me, I'll be like, well, it's the same thing. The same way that you felt attraction to somebody, even before you understood that that's what was going on. You just knew you wanted to hug this person. You wanted to be close to this person. You wanted to hold hands with this person. This person made your belly feel funny. I felt that way about women. And then Mm. if they have any further questions about that, I'm happy to ask those questions. But just as far as like my identity and doing it that way, when did you decide that you were straight? I gotcha. And then we can have a conversation from there because I feel like it brings us to the same, like it gives us like a yeah, because it wasn't a, a ground zero. It wasn't a choice. It was just that's it. Just was what it was. Because uh-uh. had it been a choice, it would have been so much easier, like Savvy. socially, to <laughs> yes. be with a dude. Oh yeah, in Alabama? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so the this is the one that I think everybody's got the question uh, about. <laughs> Uh, so for all of the people that love Bob's Burgers, like, I feel like for me, this is a uh, Tina moment where she, when she gets uncomfortable, she just makes that noise that Tiffany was making. So the question is, how do you have sex? Again, I say these things to say, I speak for myself and only myself. So I will give you a broad spectrum. Cause I think that that's a little too intimate for you guys. Cause y'all are like strangers. Like we don't know y'all like that for real, for real. But we can talk about different ways that lesbians can have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe some of these are things that we enjoy. Maybe they're not. That's not your business. Um, but, <laughs> um, so different ways. Um, not all people in general, people that have vaginas, people otherwise, um, like penetration. Um, some people love penetration. So like if you like penetration, that's something that gives you pleasure. Um, you can use your fingers. You can use strap-ons you can use dildos you can use different vibrators and of course those come in a vast array of textures and materials you've got glass and rubber and silicone and all that good stuff that you can have so you can attach those to a harness and put it onto one partner's body and the person that enjoys the penetration the partner that wears it can use it on them you like you have a question what so why not just be with a dude because it's attached to a man. So it's just like you still have to think about all of the nerve endings and the way that our bodies right. are wired and what brings you to orgasm and what makes you feel good and the parts that need to be stimulated that can't always be reached with digits. Um, asexual people or people that don't always enjoy having sex with other people might still enjoy masturbation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, you know, that it has to be this thing. But if I were to divide, define sex, it's just like whatever you need to do for both people to come. <laughs> yeah, That's the way that I would define sex. If that's using your mouth, if it's just oral, if it's a combination of oral and penetration, 
Um, if it's neither of those things, if it's, you know, rubbing your genitals together for whatever it is that you like, you, there are some people that you don't even have to engage with their genitals in order for them to come to climax. So, um, there's That's a miracle of, in itself. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, so there's all kinds of different things. You can experiment with just different sensations, the way that you feel them in your body and express those things to your partner. And then whatever gets you both there, do it that way. But there's not just a one size fits all for lesbian sex. Mm -mm. Or even if you do enjoy one thing a lot, that doesn't mean that that's what you want all the time. Mm -hmm. Same way for straight people. Like all straight women, like there's a very small percentage of women that come just from penetration. Mm -hmm. They usually need, uh, usually it's a lot of emphasis on stimulation for a lot, um, or a combination thereof for also a lot, but you know, it's not a, just a one size fits all just because you like missionary, you can enjoy the way that that feels, but that might not always get you there. Sometimes you might need doggy style or reverse cowgirl or different positions or whatever to get you where you are because all bodies are different. Your G spot's going to be in different places. How you feel comfortable doing that is going to be different for everybody. So that's my take on lesbian sex. What about you? <laughs> what she said. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, uh, I was just going to say there's lots of different ways to have it. It's just whatever gets you off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it. You want to get like in the bathtub and lay under a faucet and just have your partner nearby you could masturbate together and that could do it for you. Whatever. There's lots of different ways to do that, but we will not disclose specifically how we do that for our privacy. And also, like I said, it's none of your damn business. What's your next question? You Is it my turn? Yeah. Have you experienced dating the opposite sex? If so, how was it different or how comfortable or uncomfortable did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yes, I have dated the opposite sex. Same. Um, and it just, it never just felt right. It felt like I was trying too hard. Um, and, like, in my head, I was like, this dude, like, the last one, I was like, this dude is the perfect guy. Why do I not feel this way about him? Like, I should. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that's... It, and so, of course, it eventually made me so uncomfortable to be around him. Uh, so it just wasn't a good, it wasn't a great, great time. So what about that made you feel differently? Like, how did you feel? What made you uncomfortable about being around? Um, because I, <laughs> this is such a woman thing to do. Like, I was so upset with him for not just knowing that I didn't like him like that and breaking things off. Mm -hmm. himself mm -hmm. um and that 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 was kind of it it just didn't knowing that I didn't feel that way I felt like I was living a lie to him and stuff but I hadn't quite come to the realization that I was gay or anything like that mm -hmm. so I don't know it just it just didn't feel right but I was like this is what I'm supposed to do so I'm gonna keep doing this mm. Can you say more about why you felt like it was the right thing to do? Uh, just from my upbringing uh, in a very Christian household, mm -hmm. uh, my sisters both got married really young. Mm -hmm. And as a Southern expectation, like you go to college to find a husband while well, I was already dating the person I thought was going to be my husband. So I was like, we're just going to keep going this way. And my parents absolutely adored him. Mm -hmm. So I just... That's that's why like everybody else was like this person is so great and they were. Mhm. Mm I was the the part that didn't fit with that. Mhm. So, yeah. not that I'm not great, I'm great. Yeah, but it just, was just that dynamic. Yeah. It was just like it's not it's it, not for it me. just seemed super repressive and it wasn't anyone's fault yeah. by any means. Yeah. And I've heard great stories about this person. Oh, he is fantastic. Um, yeah, that's enough. Back to me now. Um, <laughs> yes, I have experienced dating the opposite sex. I have touched and seen and been personal with many a peen in my Gross. life. Um, and yeah, I mean, so I experienced it. It was nice. Like men that bathe regularly like they smell nice and they say really funny things and hopefully they have like a lot of facial hair to muffle some of the dumb shit that comes out of their mouths <laughs> um 
but how different or comfortable did it make you feel? So I feel like I was almost kind of like you talked about like repression, but it was repression of kind of one of my, (laughs) I don't want to call it like a personality, but kind of like in relationships with men, like I always kind of wanted to, I'm just like, well, maybe I don't need to be so strong and so outspoken and we'll let the men do the man things and we'll be quieter and all the rest of that. And it just never felt like me. Like if you know me, like I'm very loud, I'm very opinionated, I'm very um, aggressive and assertive and things like that. And a lot of the times men just want you to be soft because if you're too aggressive and assertive, then what are they there for? What about me? All that I have is just this penis and all this testosterone and I don't know what. That's what it sounds like to me when they're just like, but I just want to be the dude. Like, what does that mean? Like you need to define what's important to you instead of it just being like, well, man, I have a dick and there's some things that I I don't have time for that shit. So that was something (laughs) that I experienced and it, it you know it just kind of made me feel like I'm just like oh we have to be smaller we have to take up less space we have to say less and let them lead even if they're going to lead us into oblivion because they don't always know what they're doing you know things like that and that's nothing against straight men that was just in my experience with the ones that I dated um and I, that speaks volumes about me and about them as well um and that also led to the demise of all of those relationships because it was either me picking somebody that would be a little softer So that I could still be the way that I was, but then I'm just like, (laughs) but like, I still need you to be assertive. I just don't need you to be assertive all the time because for my personality type and a lot of other strong personalities, we either like to be assertive in all other facets of life, but not in like an intimate setting or we want to be like more mellow in every other facet of life, but then be really assertive in an intimate way. And what I got a lot of the time was just like, I've just either got to be like completely kind of in a submissive role or completely in a dominant role either way. And I'm just like, I need some balance. So yeah, it just didn't, It like you said, it just wasn't a fit. And then mentally and emotionally, it just didn't connect. I felt like it was like, being with somebody that spoke a foreign language and you were never going to learn how to speak each other's languages. So you're just kind of living in a way, trying to find your symbiosis and it never quite works out because you don't understand each other essentially. So that was how that was for me. <laughs> All right. I need you to say like more words. You're just sitting here like, I'm listening. <laughs> blink, blink, blink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to intently listen and work on not interrupting. You are so precious. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. Okay. So the next question, because it's my turn. Yeah. Is when did you first know you didn't have any interest in the opposite sex? Well, that, okay. No interest in the opposite sex was mm-hmm. a very new discovery for me because I was like, uh that's why none of this ever worked it's because like the emotional and intellectual component is just not there we're never going to be able to understand each other in a way that i need that makes sense Mm. and then that took it straight from being like bye to being like well maybe Mm -hmm. there would be like one man to ever live ever that's probably already dead that would probably be a good match for me that was like a cisgendered heterosexual male Mm. Um, but then there's also going to be like way, way, way more women that I would run into that would be a better fit for me. So, um, I don't know, like five years ago, four or five years ago. Hmm. And we've been together for about three, almost three. Okay. Three, three tomorrow. Yeah. Happy (laughs) anniversary, babe. (laughs) Well, yeah. Ish. Kind of. Yeah. First date anniversary. Yeah. All right. What about you? How did you know that you had no interest? Um, <laughs> it was the first time that I had sex with a woman, I was like, oh, because <laughs> like I got a little too intoxicated at a party during college and uh, it turned into that. And like the whole time I was just like, this, this is this is what I was. Oh, uh, I got it. Got mm-hmm. it. That's it. Yeah, that's how. That's how I knew. I mean, I had. I went back and forth just because you know it goes back to the Christian upbringing, that sort of thing. I wasn't sure. Like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Da da da. This is wrong. 
And so, like, I tried dudes again for a little bit, and it just, it was, it. I tried dudes again. I just can't quit you. <laughs> That's uh, what I said when I went back to women. Right. Uh, women, women, women. <laughs> okay. Have second thoughts appeared about your decision in same-sex marriage? No. Same. No. <laughs> That's it. Next question. <laughs> oh, we skipped a couple. Did we? Uh, uh-huh. So. Oh, sorry. What? How is married life for us as a same-sex couple? Um, I think married life is fine for us as a same-sex couple. Um, I definitely know that I'm getting the emotional support mm-hmm. and understanding that I need in my relationship more so than I think that I would have otherwise. Okay. Um. I definitely feel like we communicate better than any relationship, I mean, that I've ever been in, but especially with men. But again, mm. it still comes down to that. We ladies, and I think that we're just wired in a lady very brains. specific and intricate way <laughs> that other women get. If I think about like yeah. hanging out with my girlfriends, I'm just like, oh my God, like you get me. Um, versus it being like, <laughs> well, the dude that's just like, but I don't understand. So you didn't like my flowers? Right. And it's like, no, but it's just like, it's not that I don't like the flowers. It's just, I didn't like that. I had to tell you that I wanted flowers. And then that's when you got the flowers. I want you to want to get me flowers. Do you know what I mean? And they're like, no, I don't. Like you said that you wanted the, no, Kirsty, I don't understand. Jeez. Like you're just the worst. So what about you? Um, it, I've. I feel like it's just like any other marriage except for like we like each other. Yeah. Um, Because I know there are so many couples out there that they're married and they don't like each other and I don't Mm -hmm. understand that. Or even Um, people that we've like befriended that are like dating or not dating anymore that we were just like, y'all don't like each other yeah like why are you like each other why are you saying this about oh we're just saying i'm just saying it for the kids you Mm, know don't do that you're not doing anybody a favor especially those children because what you're modeling for them is going to teach them repress 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 do this because you have to kind of like the idea of tradition no matter how fucked up tradition is yeah and I mean, it's just, it's so sad because there's so many people I can think of that mm-hmm. that is their situation yep. or like people we just meet out and about. Yep. It's just sad. So I like you a lot. I don't, I think it's the same. I love you. You're my best friend, dude. Like that's, I love you so much. Uh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Um. So what the next one is when, when it comes to last names, who normally takes the last name of the spouse slash partner? So this is a fun thing about yeah, the yeah, queers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, if, and again, like, I don't want to say that like all queer people, all LGBTQIA plus people are not traditional because some are like some really love their last names and value carrying on a tradition of passing that on to offspring and things like that. I don't identify with that. Um, so I think that just a decision, you know, like just discuss that ahead of time. Like, are you very attached to your last name? Would you and your family feel comfortable with this other person sharing that last name with you or vice versa? Or if y'all just kind of want to throw tradition out the window, maybe start your own tradition, um, create your own last name. Both of you do like a combination of both last names. So again, it just comes down to communication. I always knew like when I, I would marry somebody and change my last name. I've always known that that always Mm -hmm. felt right to me. And you always knew that you wanted somebody to take your last name. So for us, that just worked out for what we already kind of envisioned for ourselves before we even met. Yeah. Plus Um, your name was ridiculously complicated. It really wasn't. Okay, so she had a hyphenated last name, and then she kept messing with me and telling me that she was, was going to hyphenate it again. again. <laughs> oh, that was stupid. And I literally, I told you that until like the day that we yeah. went and got our marriage license. I, d- I did I not. Didn't, I, just, I didn't know how that was going to go. I just dropped it and took your last name. Yeah. 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 It was a good time. And what do you think about the last name thing? Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I like, um, like it does, you can take whomever's last name you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I could take yours. You could take mine. We could combine it. We can come up with something that has nothing to do with either one of our mm-hmm. names already. Like we can do whatever we want, yeah. um, in order to create our family. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have second thoughts appeared about your decision? Oh, we already did that one. Sorry. 
Um, what are the daily changes? <laughs> what are the daily <laughs> changes you both feel when it comes to your relationship? And maybe they mean in comparison to a different type of relationship. Um, I don't know. So daily changes. I mean, I see you doing things for me like that we've talked about that I need in order to feel loved. Mm -hmm. Um, I see those changes Mm -hmm. that you put into effect. Um, I see our love grow. I wouldn't say daily, but like looking back at like some iconic moments or sometimes just sitting on the couch with you or whatever, I can see. Iconic moments. Ooh, tell me about these iconic moments. First dates, uh, when I asked you to be my girlfriend, um, when, um, when I proposed, when you proposed, when you talked to my parents about proposing. And ask them if they'd be okay with uh, you having their last name. Yeah. Which was sweet. And uh, when we got married, mm-hmm. and then that first year anniversary, and buying our own home. and I love milestones. Yeah. I really, really love like celebrating anniversaries, yeah. like how y'all do about babies' birthdays. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. It, uh, I think it, and sometimes you don't even. Some couples choose not to change their names at all. Mm-hmm. And they just are married with the same names that they had prior. Yeah. So any other daily changes about relationships and stuff? Nope. No? Okay. And as far as <laughs> daily changes, I don't think that there's any daily changes. I mean, I just see changes in this relationship dynamic in general and it's not because of our sexual identity it's because of just who we are as people right and what my needs are and how you meet those needs and how i try to meet your needs as well so that's not a that's not a gay thing that's just an us thing yeah all right so the next one it's my turn is it yeah okay uh how did your parents feel um about you being gay i'm gonna put this into two two questions so how did your parents feel about you being gay and the second one is how did your parents feel about explaining to other people that you were gay? My father does not give a shit about me, so he <laughs> didn't care. Um, my mom was like, okay, and then not okay, and then okay, and then not okay, and then okay. So she's chill. And then I always just kind of factor in my grandmother because it always felt more like I was raised by my mother and grandmother, mm-hmm. um, more so than like my mother and father. Uh, she was fine. Just She's just like, oh, why didn't you tell me? Great. Fantastic. Lovely. Yeah. When do I get to meet her? Great. I'm going to like her more than I like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was your second question? Second one was, uh, how do you think your parents feel about explaining your sexuality to others? again my dad my mother I think I don't know I don't I don't I don't know I think that it's something that maybe she struggles with or struggled with at some point um especially kind of because of where things are right now Mm -hmm. um but other than that I would hope and that's really all that I can do I can't really speculate because I don't know um, that she would just be happy that I'm in a relationship with somebody who loves and cares and respects, who cares for and respects me. Mm-hmm. And that's what she's communicated to me. So that's what I choose to believe. I got you. And my grandmother is just the type of grandmother that if she likes you, she's just excited to talk to anybody that will listen mm-hmm. about all of those things. She sees you as a positive thing. She will cut me off in the middle of me telling her about something important that happened to me to ask me if you're there. So fine. what about you how did your parents feel um so my parents didn't respond well uh not that they responded poorly it Mm -hmm. just wasn't good yeah um they never like cut me off by any means Mm -hmm. or uh, but when when my mom cornered me in the kitchen (laughs) she first thing after she had once i answered her question about my relationship with those girls was you know, our, what about your relationship with God? Because mm-hmm. she just oh. couldn't fathom that. Mm-hmm. And it immediately just sent me into like, <sighs> like, here we go. Yeah. Um, so, and I didn't respond well to her response either. Because mm-hmm. she was like, well, I got to go take a drive. Mm-hmm. And like, she just left. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, don't tell your dad. So I left. Yeah. And moved out. Yeah. Right then. 
And uh, so we weren't really in communication very much at all for like the next year, almost two. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't great. Um, and that's a lack, a lack of maturity on my part, too, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, they just, you know, they were cool with other people being gay. Like, they were so, such good supporters for other people that had come out around them and allies. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom told me, to you. yeah, she said it's different when it's your kid. Mm-hmm. So now, though, like, we've built our relationship back up and now, like, after you my mom's my best friend so yeah um y'all talk all the time we do we, we do spend a great deal of like true quality time with your parents your mom yeah. drives us to the airport i love yeah she's great um and as far as how did they feel about explaining to others my sexuality and stuff <laughs> um for the longest time it was kind of like bill clinton's policy we just don't ask don't tell mm-hmm. um and we didn't really talk about it uh or anything and i like i she felt like it was her truth to tell when she was ready when in reality it was really more my truth to tell Mm -hmm. so she didn't want me telling like any people that she knew or even like family members Mm -hmm. because she she was afraid of the reaction that they would have and stuff um but has grown and grown and grown like goes to a an lgbtqia uh bible study group Mm -hmm. at her church and stuff and like made sure she that she attends a church that has a uh, community of gay people there and oh yeah uh and then my favorite thing that she has ever told me about her saying telling other people about my sexuality was uh she plays in a musical group um like a classical group Mm -hmm. uh and these three ladies are some of her closest friends and so when tiffany and i got engaged uh, she told them while they were having brunch one morning before rehearsal, and uh, she said, so I have some news. Allison's engaged, and they all went, oh, and she said to a beautiful black woman, they said, oh, oh. Uh, and she was like, she is precious, we love her, and we could not, picked a, uh, could have, could not have picked a better mate for her. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, and they were all that very, very me. warming warm, yeah. <laughs> warm, and welcoming to me when I met them as yeah. well. Yeah, little old ladies in the South. Like, I, these are some of the best women I know. Like, yes. I love them. Yes, and I, I love particularly them. grew up around them. obsessed with one of them. Yeah. I'm just absolutely, they're fabulous, but we've had the opportunity to spend yeah. more one-on-one time um, with this particular woman. Yeah, she was I, always I my her. favorite. Oh, I love her. She's still She's my favorite. She's so precious her and, her and just so kind and sweet, and yep. it's not even a thing. Yep. Um, yeah, that was great, honey. That was yeah, really so good. moral of the story is my parents have grown leaps and bounds, and my mom calls Tiffany her daughter in love. Yeah. And, um, just likes to flaunt it uh, to anyone that'll listen. She's like a little she's kid. Sweet, she's sweet, and I love yeah, her. Yeah, she's great. And I get trusted to, like, take dad to his doctor's appointments and relay information because he's got a friggin' dissertation of a damn medication (laughs) list and Uh, procedures and whatnot so okay so next question is does the fear um for cheating is it the same as it would be in any other relationship i mean yeah um no matter what sex you're attracted to or whomever you're attracted to there's always that underlying fear, I think, at least for me, mm-hmm. um, except with you. I don't feel that way with you at all. Yeah. Uh, which is a first for me. So. Yeah, I, I wouldn't cheat. Like, I believe yeah. in being honest. I believe in integrity. I mean, that's my core value. I'm not going to do that to somebody else. And I also do not take my vows lightly. No, um, like that's a that's a one and done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like if anybody ever is dead, like I'm, I can't. I wouldn't yeah. be able to come back from that. I don't think that trust could ever be restored. No, we were talking about that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how did you know you found your soulmate when, uh, specifically when it comes to same sex relationship? Um, I just met you and I knew I get feelings. I yep. followed that feeling and was just like, this feels right. She feels right. And we went with it and nurtured it. And yeah. here we are. We were yeah. right. So I knew, like, after our first date, too, you gave me a hug, and I was just like, yep, 
(laughs) (laughs) That was it. Yeah. Because just in case y'all don't know, she's the world's best hugger. I know. I need to put that back in the profile. Yeah. Like, I love hugs. It's legit. I Um, love hugs so much. But that would only be half true because I'm not the world's best hugger because I'd I'd rather you not. True. But like, (laughs) true. Facts. But yeah. So like, what about me? How did you know? Was it just a feeling? Was it yeah. something that was just no, distinctly like just, different? No, um, we had uh, interacted really well online. Mm-hmm. And then when we met in person, like it was the same type of interaction. Mm-hmm. And you were still just as woody. And um, I wasn't completely dumb. <laughs> and so I don't know. It was just a feeling I had too. I was like, this just feels right. You were very cute in person. Yeah. I'm, I was cute. Yeah. Oh, thanks, You're still cute. I like you a lot. You're very cute. You're very cute. A little. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when uh, you were in high school, did you have a hard time with who you really are? Nope. Uh, I did, but that's because I didn't, like, I felt confident in who I was in high school, but then I wasn't really that person I was portraying. So. I know. And we've had this yeah. like ongoing joke in our relationship that we would have fucking hated each other oh, we until would you were like out of college. Yep. Uh, <laughs> were you afraid of what the outcome of uh, what others thought nope. would be? No. Even like with the friends that I was like close to, I never had a problem being like that ass though to like whatever girl, like it was mm, never a thing for me. Yeah. No, no, I'm not still friends with anyone from high school. Oh, I have like that two I can friends think of offhand, still, but the people, I mean, I'm just talking about like at the time, nah. it like wasn't a big deal. Like I hung out with guys. We talked about how hot girls were. I would have like friends that were cute, but like I wasn't super close to anybody yeah. that I was attracted to or anything like that. So it just wasn't a big deal. Like we would talk about it or not talk about it. And if I was around other people that didn't know, kind of like our previous guest, Nick, um, he and I knew each other in high school, but it was just like, if we were just talking and I'd be like, yeah, that girl, da, 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 they'd be like, oh yeah, what? I'd be like, yeah, bye, whatever. <laughs> like, and it just wasn't a big deal. That's cool. Yeah. I wasn't aware of who I was in high school to even have that have been a consideration. Yeah. But the answer is no. Like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have felt comfortable with those. Wouldn't people. it be yes? You were afraid of what the outcome would be. Yes, I would have been afraid. Gotcha. No, I wouldn't be comfortable with those people. It gotcha. Was, it was yeah. my thought in my head that yeah. makes sense i got i'm, I'm following you yeah. i got you babe i got appreciate you, you. <laughs> appreciate you um how do laws that limit marriage to heterosexuals affect same-sex relationships same we can't marry our cousins damn it right i mean technically in the state of alabama you can marry your first cousin so the more you know Uh, more you need to leave (laughs) but that question kind of confuses me a little bit because there's not really anything that limits marriage as far as Mm -hmm. heterosexuals aside from like um polygamy and i think that that would just be kind of like a one and all type of thing or like polyamory or multiple marriages if it were reversed though and like how do laws um limit same-sex relationships uh i mean it's scary shit and it pisses me off yeah. that it's always something that's up for debate when it comes it to is. us there could be one person that takes same-sex marriage to federal court and then try to reverse the ruling mm-hmm. uh and then now our marriage just because somebody else thinks so isn't uh valid yeah i can't which be is your emergency contact i can't make decisions that you i would, know yeah i know you better than anybody yeah. else does yeah like your it's... mom knows you but does your mom know what you want to happen to your body after you pass away does she know how you would want for those things to go does she know you know like end of life care because we've had these discussions yeah. we've talked yeah. about these things and i feel like it would invalidate anything for yeah. me as your spouse to be able to make those decisions on your behalf and same for you if something were to happen for me mm-hmm. it's stressful it stresses me the fuck out and i'm just like there y'all really can't think of anything else to occupy yeah. your time with other than like, who to whom i'm married and there's in the state of alabama there's still um county like clerk offices and stuff mm-hmm. that will not issue marriage licenses to anyone because same sex uh, marriage became legal. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's nuts. Yeah. Like we aren't. <laughs> I don't. This has nothing to do with same sex marriage being legal. But like we were talking about hanging a pride flag up 
on the yeah. back side of our house, mm-hmm. but decided against it because felt that that would paint too much of a target on yeah, us. Yeah, instead of us putting it like on a flagpole displaying it, I was like, yeah. babe, I don't know if that's safe because we did have an incident, um, Operation Snow Dicks, a couple years ago mm-hmm. where some little shits in the neighborhood, again, like uh, if you don't remember, child free for a reason, like these kids are bastards that lived in this neighborhood <laughs> that came and like drew like a dick in the snow on Allison's car and was like, hi, I hate you. And I'm just like, kids don't just know to do shit like that. They have yep. to hear that. That's learned behavior because nobody is just inherently that way. We're not just inherently dark in yeah. that way and hateful in that way. They're hearing that shit. They're repeating what they hear. They're acting on what they think is appropriate based on the environment that they came up in. Yeah. So um, like we have the ability to to be married now legally mm-hmm. and like it be recognized by the government and mm-hmm. shit, which is great. And mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for that. Um, but the thought that it could be taken away at any moment is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So, and that's something that's always in the back of our heads every day. Yeah. Uh, especially in the current political climate. Mm-hmm. So, um, the next question is the divorce rate, uh, just as high as it is in heterosexual marriages. Okay. Let's see. Heterosexual divorce rate. So there's this new tool out. Uh, and if you pull up a phone on like your web browser or you can do it on a computer and you type in G-O-O-G-L-E dot com <laughs> and like it allows you to insert questions it's like Michael how Google. do you do this? <laughs> What's the average of this? How do we? So um, that is what Tiffany is using for uh, research right now to answer that question because <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> oh, gay divorce rate versus straight. Yes. Oh, Everybody wants to know. Um. And what's the date on this? I know. That's what I'm looking at because I'm just like, mm. <laughs> and it's like actually pretty low, but these are all very, very old. Well, back when <laughs> gay marriage became legal, you know, all those people that have been waiting years and years and years in dedicated monogamous relationships. But from what it is that I can see from skimming, um, it looks like it might be like a 3% margin um, between... This particular study says of 580 lesbian couples who were married in 2005, 30% were divorced 10 years later compared to 18% of heterosexual couples and 15% for gay male couples. So that 3% margin was between heterosexual couples and gay male couples. Oh, so we ladies get tired too quickly of each other and we're like, bye. Mm. I don't know about all that. I'm just, and this is also Wikipedia. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, Wikipedia. Got it. I can't do a research paper on this really quickly, but I can research it um, extensively and then come back to you at a later time. But for right now, I don't know. And I think that that's also one of those figures that's always manipulated yeah. for whatever your argument wants to Truth. be. You can find any kind of statistic that will substantiate whatever side of that you're on. Right. Um, but I feel like it, wouldn't really be different i feel like it would be essentially the same yeah um i don't i mean humans are humans and they're gonna do what they want to do regardless of uh sexual identity and i would also be really curious to know how those figures weigh against people that practice ethical non-monogamy um in these heterosexual marriages like our people because you know like it's people get married for visas and people get married for all these different types of reasons and stuff like that so i'm just like were these people married longer because they had kids that they were waiting to graduate? Was mm-hmm. it because they were married for this long and then it had to be substantiated for, you know, so we could research it, but for right now it's still to be determined. Uh, what are your thoughts on same sex couples adopting? Do you think the child will have a much more solid and loving black ground, background, black ground? <laughs> yeah. It would have a black ground. <laughs> oh, uh, background. Okay. And then explain. Um, so I mean, cool. If you, want to have a child by all means Mm -hmm. do so yeah and whatever means you choose to do that whether it be through adoption surrogacy um natural birth cool Mm -hmm. whatever uh as long as you are prepared for that child and you're not and you're doing it for the right reasons yes that you want to instill um values and all this into a child and teach them to not be a a crappy person Mm -hmm. great i'm all for it just as much as anybody else can adopt. Do you think that they'll have a more solid and loving background? I, I assume in a same-sex relationship. I mean, 
not any more than uh, if they were in a heterosexual home. I think love is is love, and if these people love that child, then then great. Uh, hmm. Just similarly to a heterosexual. I I mean, it's I don't see the difference. Okay, um, I do see a difference, and I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> yes, I of course think that anybody who is capable, prepared, able, financially you know, all of the things that make it logical for you to have a child, but also for that child's needs to be prioritized, even in the conception phase. Um, Like I said, I have very strong opinions about children. And for the people that are going to have them, I have very strong opinions. You need to be in a position to where you can be a good leader and guide for um, essentially this adult that you are bringing up from a child to teach them how to be a functional, kind, beautiful, compassionate human being and how to function in society. Um, now, as far as the way that gay people are marginalized, the way that we have been kind of cast out in a lot of times from our own families, um, and then still having to seek that sense of community, I feel like once you get to the point to where if you're not using that child to be somebody to love you, I do not agree with that being a reason to have a baby. Um, because I feel like it takes away that person's agency because we have to think about babies as little people. That's what they are. Um, it's not just like a pet, you know, if you want something to love you unconditionally and never leave, you get a dog, don't have a baby. Um, but if that's the culmination of your love or your circumstance, and that's something that you really feel that you're equipped for, then absolutely go about doing that. And I also feel like still kind of being cast out, being the outcast, um, not having people that just accept you for who it is that you are. I feel like that kind of can wire you very differently for being a parent because you've had to overcome adversity that maybe people in heterosexual relationships have not, or that they've been very different. And the way that you can turn that energy and turn those experiences into nurturing can also give them kind of like a leg up for how to be more um, compassionate and kind towards other people. So yeah, I do think that um, there are little, like uh, maybe they give you like a little bit more love and a little more understanding and compassion. And I can't imagine like somebody coming out to their gay parents and having the experience of even where it's a big deal as much as this is what it is. Here's a person that I like by <laughs> instead of being like, I have to come out. I have to make it this whole to do. How do they feel about this? Because you've already kind of gone over that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I my got take you. on it. But yeah. We can agree to uh, disagree on that fine. one, but that's sure, fine. Sure. I I see all of your uh, your reasons and I understand them and uh, cool. it's fine, honey. Um, so the last one: mm-hmm. Have you ever been in an awkward situation where you have to justify yourself? When, where, and how did you overcome uh, that the situation? So. I interpret this as where I have to like explain my sexuality, like justifying my life, quote, lifestyle choice to other people. Is that kind of what you get from that? Sure. Okay. Um, I mean, we live in the South. I mean, there's always going to be people that make presumptions about everything because we don't look like we don't have lesbian haircuts. I don't just walk around in flannels and Birkenstocks all day. So, you know, like I really like makeup. I really like girly clothes and dresses. Mm -hmm. So I was in Ross the other day. Like this was like what, two weeks ago. And a guy goes, you getting those flowers when I was getting the centerpiece. He was like, you getting those flowers for your boyfriend. And I said, excuse me. And he goes, you getting those flowers for your boyfriend? I said, oh no, actually my wife and I are decorating our home for the fall. And then I continued on. But I have lots of interactions with people that are like that. I have a really pretty wedding ring. Like my wedding, my ring is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I get lots of compliments on it. A lot of people, oh my gosh, let me see your ring. Oh my gosh, she did a great job. And I'd be like, yeah, well actually, you know, like my wife did do an excellent job with that and hers looks really similar. And I always take the opportunity to do that. I feel like I'm always coming out to people. Some people find that to be very draining. It doesn't bother me. I'm just like, it's an opportunity. Like, I'm just like, if there's something about my energy that you felt drawn to and you wanted to interact with me, it's probably for a positive reason. And I also want you to take this away with that. I also want you to understand, like, you did run into somebody. They were gay. You didn't catch the gay. They didn't beat you. Maybe that is different from what you hear in society. Yeah. Um, I've had a a similar situation uh, when I went to the dry cleaners Mm -hmm. and these two adorable little old ladies, one black lady, one white lady, 
were like, oh my God, your ring is so pretty. Your husband did, did a great job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Um, actually, my wife picked it out. Mm-hmm. We have similar settings. It was a very similar conversation to mm-hmm. what you had. And uh, they were like, oh, that's so great. Yeah. And it's, I always am waiting for like the look of judgment. Mm-hmm. And anytime that I don't get that, I'm like, and it being in the South, I'm like, ah. Like, oh my God, this baby feels so great. But yeah, having to come out to people all the time, Mm -hmm. to me, I don't enjoy it. Like, I just... Really? I don't. It doesn't bother Um, me at all. Like, I just... I wish that people were used more gender neutral language when it comes to spouses mm-hmm. um or significant others yeah um it's like when just i'm to people in general yeah I try really hard yeah. for singular they them um yeah one thing that i've really been working on is not using ma'am and sir mm-hmm. um because that's like been ingrained in yep. my brain so uh i don't know like i wish that we didn't have to you could just be mm-hmm. and you didn't have it what didn't feel like you were coming out to strangers all the time mm-hmm. like oh my gosh what a gorgeous yeah. ring like um yeah your spouse did a great job oh i can remember one other time yeah. when we were in new orleans for um new year's uh-huh. oh, God. and we went out to this bar with our friends <laughs> and this dude comes over and starts trying to hit on tiffany and Tiffany said something about no. I'm, oh, I was in the we bathroom. Were just dating. Yeah, we were just time. dating, and um, he, he was like, "Are you here by yourself or something?" And she was like, "No, like I'm here with my girlfriend." He was like, "Girlfriend, like you were like girlfriend, like I fuck her girlfriend." <laughs> and you told me that, and I was just like, "Oh, tee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah." But basically, yeah, especially he and dudes. his girlfriend were yeah. trying to, they wanted a threesome. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a part of a twosome and she over there, so I'm going to go. Yeah. Like anytime I meet guys um, or we meet guys out like in a social setting, mm-hmm. like a non-professional setting, mm-hmm. I feel like that's their response a lot of the time is just like, well, you haven't had the right dude or mm-hmm. um, like they just like it doesn't it's just not the right dick and i'm it just doesn't like hold no as much. what you don't get is the dick is fine it's you i don't want the dude attached yeah. to the dick but like you could make a mold of that shit and mail so, it to my address yeah yeah <laughs> no like <laughs> it's like the guys think that they, that our relationship doesn't hold as much value or weight mm-hmm. because we're two women yeah they're like but where's the dick <laughs> right who's the dude no one's the dude. Oh That's the point. man, that's another one that we get asked quite a bit. Well, who's the guy in the relationship? We um, talked about even, that before in another yeah, podcast, though. Even my parents said it. Like, well, who's, who's the husband? Who's the husband? That was so cute. Was it my mom that asked that, or dad? I feel like it I was think her. It was your mom? Yeah. And she was like, so, so when I went to ask for their yeah, for blessing. The, ask for their blessing, um, to proposed to allison and they were just after we had like said yes and we were just sitting at the table yeah you know just sharing stories at that point they were just like telling it was a it was a delightful experience i wish i would have recorded it somehow or something because it was delightful i would Mm. love for you to have heard the way that that interaction went um but yeah they go okay so what when you get married what do you call each other like who's who is who's the husband and I was like well there's no there is no husband I was like she will be my wife and I will be her wife and she was like oh I like that it was really (laughs) cute yeah (laughs) and for two 70 some odd year old um white people that grew up in in the south I mean that's that's a that's a big deal y'all it was precious it's a big deal it was really really sweet but um to the person who submitted this questions thank you so much like yeah uh I I'm glad that you felt comfortable enough to ask that and I'm glad that we could answer answer them to the best of our abilities yes and uh we want to be that safe space for everybody to to feel free to ask these questions and um to have these these discussions and like so that you can better understand some people like get offended when straight people ask them questions like that weaponize the fuck out of hell yeah that's so much of the issue that's Um, going on right now but i would much rather just answer it at an appropriate time oh yeah so that people can better understand our relationships mm-hmm. and so that it's it's more um mainstreamed yeah as opposed to being marginalized yeah yeah 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, like I said, that's our experience. So that's, we understand that everybody's not going to feel that Mm -mm. way, but I also feel like you can't really get butthurt about something that you're not willing to educate. Now, if people just continue to antagonize you, I can understand how that could be exhausting and frustrating and how you'd be like, you know what, you're just not hearing me. But I don't think that there's any harm in asking Mm -mm. something that you just don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when my, my friend came out as transgender to me, I asked lots of questions and I made sure I said, do you, how comfortable do you feel answering some of the questions I have? Mm -hmm. Because I just want to better understand. And, uh, he, man, he was so open to whatever I had to ask. And I know, like looking back, I asked all of the wrong questions. Um, but (laughs) this is also your friend. This wasn't like a stranger on the street. Right. right. Just like go up to somebody They've got on like a yeah. trans and proud t-shirt and then you immediately go and ask them about their genitalia. That is completely inappropriate. Right. You would need to use Google for that. Um, or if you have a friend that is willing to do a friend, like close friend or family member that's willing to do that. But y'all YouTube, like the things that I get mm-hmm. like in the damn YouTube, like black hole, like I don't know how I get to the dark side of YouTube yeah. so often. But I'll just start because I, I like information yeah. and I like to understand and I lo- like I'm very voyeuristic. I love to yeah, hear about are. people's perspectives and their experiences. Like I'll just go Same. and do like reviews like of mm-hmm. people talking about getting tattoos or surgery or yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. So I would say this is a safe space for you to ask uh, ask those questions that you've always wondered and like I said, we'll answer them to the best of our ability. Where can they um, send those questions to, babe? Y'all can email info, I-N-F-O, at sweetashoney.love. That's okay. L-O-V-E. And then you can also DM us on Instagram, and the handle is sweetashoney.love as well. Correct. Um, how else can they get in touch with us? Um, y'all can, I mean, those are pretty much the that two was it. basic ways. I was just making sure I wasn't missing any, because you usually... I did not say missing any. Making sure I wasn't missing, <laughs> missing any. any. Yeah. But those are the main two that you need to know about. We'll also make sure that we <laughs> leave a link for all of the things that you may need in the description box yeah, yeah, for this yeah. episode. So that's it, babe. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. Y'all are the best honeybees of all time. Don't forget, after we make it to a thousand downloads, we'll start to do like a giveaway. It might be like a gift card. It might be like merchandise. I might mail you one of my dogs if they're no. being particularly ornery. Probably the Chihuahua or like the tan. Um, if you get a dog, will you please don't Mm-mm. contact me Return directly? to sender. Um. They can't contact you directly because I have everything set up and I have the passwords to everything. About to just give y'all all my Instagram too. She tags me and everything all the time. You can find my handle that I know, way. But she private and she is not going to read your DMs because she don't be on Instagram like this. I will. I will. She won't. She won't. She'll be it. like, it looks like I have a request, but I don't know how to read it. I do know how to read it. I'm Ooh, not that technologically fancy. illiterate. Look at you fancy. She look like a little old lady with her glasses pushed all the way to the tip to her nose, but she's also like got her hair touched back like, oh, let me. <laughs> like it's bifocals. <laughs> I am a goddamn sexy librarian. You shut your mouth. Yeah, you are. Well, on that note. (laughs) (laughs) We love you guys and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.